Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 11 of Post Team Monkeys. This week we have a guest, Squall Charlson. How are you doing Hello. this week, Squall? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, so I heard you uh, actually have a podcast. What? Who the hell told you about this? Uh, huh? I, I mean, I. No. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I just started a podcast with one of my uh, really long friends. We've mm-hmm. been talking about doing one for a couple years now. And um, we never really had an idea that I think sat well with both of us. And mm. a couple of weeks ago, we started developing Son of a Pitch as the title of it. That's um, real clever. We, yeah, it's, it's punny. <laughs> and um, we basically look at film franchises or film series or just like really good films that deserve a sequel or an adaptation or a rebranding. Yeah. And we basically go head to head and pitch our versions of what would happen. Uh, like the first week we did Friday the 13th. So we pitch a sequel that would follow the series following like Jason X. And like, yeah. we uh, leave it up to the audience to decide who had the better pitch, which movie they'd rather see. Yeah. As uh, someone who's listened to uh, two episodes now, uh, one to be on a release at some point, probably by the time this podcast comes out, um, I'm already an instant fan. So yes. um, it's, <laughs> it's honestly like, it's, it's such a thing. It's a thing that like I would sit down and talk to my friends with, for instance, like I would talk in the podcast we've done here in post teen. Um, we talked about like how we would fix the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Oh, okay, uh, we spent yeah, like yeah. almost we spent like more than one episode talking about it like, here and there. So mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, I do that with my friends. So it's really cool that like there's a podcast that does that. And you guys are really good at pulling it out. Oh, like, hey. I mean, there's some stuff that like you guys think of that like I there's no way. There's no way I would come up with some of that shit. Yeah, we well, we both went to film school. We both uh mm, okay, yeah. Kind of took a lot away from that, and we both found friendship because we both come up with really stupid but fun ideas. <laughs> and we hope that we can pass that on that yeah. someone else can enjoy our uh, third third hand experience <laughs> of uh, our conversations. <laughs> All right, so this week, guys, I know this is kind of like an alienating topic, depending on who's really into it or not. Um, we're going to talk about anime. Um, so yes. I'm hoping that maybe we can find a way to talk about it that someone who doesn't really know about it might be able to listen. Um, I don't know how possible that would be. Considering it's kind of hard. It's yeah, very polarizing. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be pretty hard. So um, I apologize like, if you're not really into anime. Uh, I do hope you guys give it a listen. Um, and I'm hoping that we don't go too deep cuts into everything. But um, I, I, I kept yeah. it pretty vanilla. Uh, anime in in many regards is like cocaine. <laughs> it's fun every now really, and then, but really you uh, you should stay away from it at some cost because you can see how it can ruin other people's lives. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good <laughs> way of putting it. Uh, we might actually touch on that later um, in the in the episode. So uh, the Anime good way, or cocaine, right? Oh well, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, both maybe, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Um, so I want to start out with uh, just a simple question: What kind of anime shows are you guys are watching right now? What kind of show are you watching? I've been a really big fan of. It's called Boku no Hero Academia, or otherwise translated to you're gonna hear that a lot guys by the way um its english <laughs> title is my hero academia and oh it God. is a superhero series mm-hmm. that is really smart and really fun and really aware of its um audience yeah i was gonna actually say that too as a as a show i've been watching i mm-hmm. uh i wanted to i i watched the first season and i wasn't specifically really into it um but but on upon your recommendation specifically i was like i should give it a try and i watched the whole first season and by the end, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I hope they make a second season because sometimes they don't. Uh, so second season came out. And from the get-go, I was all into it. Um, the part I like the most about the show is that, um, well, 
I guess in the new it, season is that the main character has finally gotten to a point where he's so fucking badass. No, it, no, not even. If you read the manga, he's, he's going to get crazier. Like, he's constantly, I keep like having that epiphany. I look back like every year I say, oh man, he's the coolest he's ever been. That's Especially be like awesome, when the new man. series starts. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, I thought he was cool then. He's cooler now. That's that blows my mind even more because now I'm ex- yeah. I'm expecting to get better. That's a, that's well, you, awesome. You saw in the, like the beginning of season two, he has yeah, yeah. like um, basically like him as a hero finally, and him taking on the world. Oh yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. My my favorite part of that season was when he was fighting. Oh, what was that fucking dude's name? The assassin dude who killed. Uh, he was killing everybody. He was killing all the heroes. Oh yeah, I'm bad with names. I, I, I call I call him Mister Bad Touch. <laughs> Mister Bad Touch. That whole that whole part where he's fighting them oh, um, with his friends. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the the hero killer. Oh no, the hero killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of. Uh, Mr. Um, Hands. Oh yeah, Bad that guy. Touch. Oh yeah, he's he's creepy too, for sure. Oh uh, yeah, he's a uh, his name <laughs> his name is Stain. Oh yeah, you're right. It Hero is Stain. killer yeah. Stain. That's the one thing yeah. you're gonna learn with this podcast is I'm bad with characters' names, uh, because most of them are Japanese names, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I just know, I'm can, bad at them. I'm bad at it sometimes. Um, just come up with your own names, right? I I don't know. I uh I know I know I know Deku, so I know that. I think that's yeah, all I Dorio know. Dorio Izuku. Yeah. I love him. Uh, but uh, the reason like, I brought that up is because um, I'm thinking of like Naruto, for instance, where for almost the entire show, Naruto's just a fucking dumbass. And like he's not very good. He's not very much of a good ninja. And then there's that's some basically point, like all anime. And then, um, well, that's true. But there's some point where he gets so damn badass. And, you're, and, I, and then it blows my mind. But in this show, it was really nice to have that happen earlier and to know from you telling me that it's going to happen more so throughout the when mm-hmm. the show progresses that's just like that's that's really hyped me up for the show now <laughs> yeah uh, well i mean like what you kind of said how uh a lot of animes you have the dumbass main character who kind of yeah. slowly becomes a badass uh like the ass kind of flips on itself at some point in the yeah, show but yeah. if you're really intently watching you don't notice it and that's kind of the beauty of these stories is a lot of times those arcs um, are hidden and you don't really see them and you kind of develop it yourself and it's very human in in a way and you don't see that in other shows. Yeah. Um, I think the only show to really break that mold that's not like a flat out drama uh, would have been like Dragon Ball where oh, Goku's yeah, just yeah. constantly the best and he constantly keeps pushing the boundaries of what's possible and Dragon Ball specifically everybody he encounters is like <laughs> this kid and then they get like all bug-eyed because he just like destroyed a boulder <laughs> with his bare hands or For something shit. And they're like For what real. the fuck I totally remember that um that's actually funny cuz um that was like one of the first few animes I really got into as a kid yeah same um, yeah I know uh, many people in our generation it was probably Toonami uh, oh yeah that was like easily. the big the big one like I went back and I looked at some of the uh just checked up some shows on Wikipedia that was on Toonami. And I just had like a list of like, like at least like seven or eight shows that like really were important to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like Ham Dragon- Taro Ham- being at the top Ham- of that Taro list. Taro was on my list. I'm, I'm not lying <laughs> you. It's on my fucking list. Ham Taro, uh, Sailor Moon. Uh, mm-hmm. Sailor- I mean, I don't know. Back and back, it's not very, it's not a good show, but uh, at least for me, like I don't feel like it's God good no. anymore. But mm-hmm. I liked Sailor Moon for a while. Uh, when I was a kid, and uh, and they, I remember the originally airing Dragon Ball. I actually never saw Dragon Ball Z from the beginning as a kid. The first time when I started, well, nobody Dragon, did. Yeah, when I started nobody watching did. Dragon Ball Z, uh, we mean nobody did. Toonami started it, um, basically with the Frieza saga, which what? confused a lot of people because I had seen it a couple months beforehand, um, with the Canadian dubs. They did a couple episodes, like they went back and rebroadcast the Canadian dubs till mm. uh, Funimation picked it back up. Yeah. 
Um, but they had a Hawaiian satellite. I because we had satellite. <laughs> I had a Hawaiian station that had this what? on it, and I was like mystified watching this from. And it was already like in the Android saga at that oh, time. Oh yeah, wow. But then wow. Toonami picked it up, and I'm like, oh cool. And then they're talking about Frieza, and like I was like, whoa, wait, this is before. Oh sweet. Um, but yeah, Toonami <laughs> basically did like three or four months of the Frieza saga before ever. I don't think they actually ever went back to the original series until like maybe a year later. Yeah, actually, uh, that's funny that you say that because I wrote down some of the dates because I, I thought it was interesting. So they aired mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z in 1999. And then mm-hmm. in 2001, they aired Dragon Ball. Yes. Which I thought was really weird. And that's mm-hmm. funny because... I actually ended up watching Dragon Ball first. So the first time when Dragon Ball started airing first time, I started watching that first. And I mm-hmm. every time Dragon Ball Z would come, they, so they would play Dragon Ball from the beginning and then they would continue where they were in Dragon Ball Z, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird when you're a viewer because like, you know, because Dragon Ball is clearly yeah. the prequel. So it's kind of like, it's interesting because you don't know exactly how you get to Dragon Ball Z. Um, mm-hmm. But I would always, I would always skip Dragon Ball Z. I would just never watch it. So I'd watch Dragon Ball and I'd just go to bed. So the time I actually started watching Dragon Ball Z was like literally at the end, like the Boo Saga is when I started watching Dragon Ball Z. Oh, shit. Yeah, I missed all the cool stuff. Like the worst part. That's what I'm saying. I missed (laughs) all the cool shit before then. So I I remember buying the VHSs. We had a Funko Land, which was this shop at the mall. I know Funko Land, man. I know, but some of your viewers may not. Uh, It was basically this really cool like media shop that had a bunch of VHSs and like DVDs at the time because they were just coming out laser discs. Yeah. And I remember they had an anime wall. But over like the course of a year or two, this just basically became like the Dragon Ball Z wall. And they had all of the tapes. <laughs> oh my God. And I I was like crying because I was like, Mom, I don't know how the show starts. Please, can I have season one? And it was a hundred dollars. Oh no. For- but, uh- but I got it for oh, Christmas. Man. That was like the only thing I got for Christmas. That's and legit. I was so happy. That's I think legit my, though. That's legit. I think my dad got it for me. But I carried this thing around with me everywhere. And I would just like constantly rewatch it. It was kind of a terrible gift because I like, oh, yeah. was so obsessed with the Saiyan saga. And I'm like Raditz and you know Gohan for becoming sure. a badass with Piccolo. Or when Vegeta was still a bad guy. Yeah. Napa. <laughs> Napa. <laughs> I like but, uh, I, this is a funny observation I learned. So like a couple years ago, I, I rewatched all of Dragon Ball Z from the beginning. And it's mm-hmm. funny if you watch the progression of, of, of Vegeta, he increasingly becomes more Uber Vegeta as like the series goes on, like the voice actor specific the voicing specifically in the mm-hmm. at least in the English version. He starts like kind of tame, and then at lower on, he's like, he's like, he's like Kakarot, and at the end, he's like Kakarot. <laughs> it's crazy, Kakarot, Kakarot. It's just like I, they Uber him out by the end of the series, and it's hilarious. I think Dragon Ball Z is one of the only shows that I can still watch dubbed in English. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm yeah. gonna say I'm one of those guys that likes to watch the original English or mm-hmm. the original language um, that the show is presented in. But yeah, um, I agree too. I, I like to do that. It really depends on the show. Um, but as I'm going on, I've realized that I I much prefer the Japanese at this point. Have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z in Japanese? I actually have not seen it in Japanese. I've seen a you, couple episodes, but I've seen the entirety of it in Japanese. You and everybody listening needs to do this as soon as they can because uh, <laughs> Goku's voice is like an old, uh, yeah. like was, sixty or seventy year old lady about, who's just like. Yeah. I was just about to say that <laughs> shit. I I started watching Dragon Ball uh, Super. And mm-hmm. it's that it was really hard to watch because I wasn't I was not used to the Japanese voice for Goku 
it really mm-hmm. threw me off. I, I really don't like it because I'm so used to the English one where he's kind of like a fun-loving teenager type voice rather than just like an immortal child. He's really like, that's the whole point of like the Japanese one. He's, he's like always a child. He's Uber kid. Yeah, because yeah, he got kid. hit on the head and he never grew up technically. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. The the English one's a different interpretation where he's kind of he's kind of more like a teenager. Like he's internally young, but he's still like kind of appropriately responsible in a way. Uh so it's really interesting to see like the hey, difference. I'm Goku. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like yeah. it's, it's really funny to see the difference in it. It, it mm-hmm. took me a while to get used to the uh to watch Dragon Ball Super. I actually haven't continued it, but I've gotten decently far um on that show specifically. But but yeah, you that, can skip that's the really first two seasons yeah, if really. you've seen the movies. It's just some, yeah, that was, that was the funny part because I, I watched the like first three episodes. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is a movie. So I just watched like the first the, the last two movies they made, and I was like, I'll just keep skipping episodes until I find a place where I haven't seen stuff yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like the weird part about that is that they split the movie up in like ten episodes. It's like it's like pointless to even watch the series yeah. if you can just watch the movie in like an hour and a half and be all up to date. It's like it's not even worth it at that point. So I'd say like Dragon Ball Z is one of my favorite animes. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily like Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball GT, which oh, no. I know a lot of people. No, 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 don't, don't. Okay, <laughs> I, I understand why people shit on Dragon Ball GT, um, but most of that was because of when it was brought over here. It was done by a different composer um, than Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. So okay. the composer had like this very hip hop gangster vibe to everything and it just isn't the show but if you actually go back and watch Dragon Ball GT um, I believe the DVD sets there's two of them that you can buy Um, and this is where I actually fell in love with GT and I actually watched the whole thing or most of it Um, there's an option there's three options audio wise you can listen to it in English uh, with the original like step it to the grand tour oh Oh, god and it's garbage You can listen to it in Japanese <laughs> oh, with the man. original orchestra. That's the key. That's key. But then they had an English version that was with the original Japanese uh, soundtrack, oh, which man. is this orchestral version. And so, like, there's scenes where like Goku shows up, you know, because he's kid Goku, and it's all yeah. like in the American version. It's all like that's the part for me when watching it. I missed the beginning of that series, so I was just kind of confused. Like, why the fuck is Goku a child again? I'm so confused. Okay, I missed the whole point of that. No, no, no. Every, everybody missed the beginning of that series because it was so heavily edited. So when Dragon Ball Z came out, you could buy the edited version VHSs, which is what my mom wanted me to buy. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. the only difference is there's blood um, instead of like constant spit and sperm that looks like it's coming out of their mouth. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but then you could buy the uncut. But with GT, GT was like they put it in sand. Like we are going to heavily cut this. So mm-hmm. I remember buying the first VHS of GT when they released it. And really? in the first VHS, usually there was three or four episodes on these VHSs. Yeah, the first yeah. two episodes are the actual first two episodes, and then it goes almost immediately to like episode six. It was so heavily edited, like he's mm-hmm. fighting the main villain. Yeah. And when I rewatched GT, there was like two hours in between when that happened. I'm like, this makes sense now. Like what? <laughs> that reminds me. I used to. This reminds me of a weird thing. I used to have summer camp when I was a kid, and when it was too hot to play outside, we would go inside and mm-hmm. watch movies. And they had a couple VHS copies of uh, like the original Pokemon series, which is another anime that like a lot of people started yeah. with too, where, um, and that's, that's what they would do. So that, that was exactly the same too on the, on the, I remember on the Pokemon VHSs where they would have 
Um, there was a couple where they had him in order, like four episodes in order. But then there's a few here and there where it was like episode 12, episode uh, 15 yeah. or whatever. And it was kind of weird. Um, but I mean, it didn't matter because Pokemon specifically is not like, I mean, it is kind of linear, but um, watching him out of order is not that big of a deal for Pokemon. Specifically. I, I, it's, it's like a, it's just um, a huge problem. Like if you look at all like kids yeah. media, like DVD wise, like as, like I grew up with Power Rangers. That's what got me into Dragon Ball Z because mm-hmm. like I yeah. would visualize all these yeah. cool shit happening with the Power Rangers. And then Dragon yeah. Ball Z would actually take it to the level that my imagination was at. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. It's interesting you bring that up. That's actually interesting because I, I like like at you I, growing up, I loved mm-hmm. Power Rangers. I got really into like Power Rangers Lost Galaxy was like the really the first one I got super into. So, um, but yeah, I, I, will, I would watch Power Rangers and my parents would not actually not let me watch Power Rangers. Too sexy. I would watch it and I, know, I would get so fucking, I would get so fucking hyped while watching Power Rangers that I would just run around the, like the room, like punching random shit, pretending I was like a Megazord or a Power Ranger, like beating up. I would lose, I would just go like bounce off the walls and stuff. So my parents were just like, you can't, you can't watch Power Rangers because you're going to go all crazy. And so I remember when I was a kid, my dad, we, my dad's like, you can watch Power Rangers, but don't be jumping around. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And my dad would sit there and watch it with me. And then he would walk away to go to the bathroom and I'd get up and I'd fucking <laughs> And, and, and I'm like, oh shit, he's coming back. And I sit back in the chair, like, mm-hmm. <sighs> oh comes back, like, why are you Bringing so back sweaty? So many awesome memories. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm like, nothing, nothing. And he's like, he totally knew, but he didn't want to mm-hmm. say anything. <laughs> oh man, that brings some some good memories mm-hmm. too. But yeah, like it was Pokemon, it was Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z specifically, um, Sailor Moon. I remember this one show that people don't really remember. Um, it was on Toonami. You actually might remember this because you're a little older than me, so you might know. It was called Zoids. Zoids. I don't know if you remember yeah, Zoids a bit. or not. I think I had some Pogs with Zoids on it. I hope I didn't just date myself by saying Pogs. <laughs> I don't even know what those are, so you did. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to explain it. You you can ask your parents or your grandparents, depending on how old you are. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know the average age of the listeners mm-hmm. of this podcast. Uh, I hope they're at least, uh, you know... At least twelve. <laughs> At least twelve. You know, because if you're twelve, you can kind of handle fucked up. Well, shit. now that uh, this, this is on Google Play time. now, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, right? it's, yeah. it's a whole new market. <laughs> Anybody could be listening to this. You know, you have no idea. A whole new world. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and I'd say um, um, when it comes to anime, too, one of the things I really loved about anime that really attracted me, of course, was the action. As a kid, you're like the action, yes. Um, but one of the things that really made me love it. Um, going into like my later like elementary years, like ten or eleven or twelve, was um a lot of the humor that it had. Like I reason I started watching Naruto is because mm-hmm. it had some cool action moments. But the first like I don't know the first season of Naruto was really wacky. So it's kind of really it, I don't know. I liked how funny it was when I was watching it. And I watched um, I remember watching Inuyasha, um, even though I wasn't supposed to. I remember watching it and mm-hmm. I watched it because it was funny. Not because it had like cool action or I care about the plot. I just thought it was hilarious. So going into like what I watch now, I still like I don't want to admit it, but I still like looking for like um, shows that have like the humor invested within the uh, within the mm-hmm. plot and stuff like that because that's that's really where it comes down to is like I enjoyed the humor about it and the fantasy too. You know, like there's some stuff in there's some stuff in anime that like. I mean, I'm sure it gets a lot of inspiration from other places, but there's a lot of cool ass shit that happened in anime first that didn't happen in like TV. Well, it's I mean, like, like anime was like. I mean, I can't really talk because I'm not uh, as thanks. old. 
uh, or I'm I'm not I'm not as old. I'm, I'm like not as experienced in like anime. And, like, well, history, you look at like shit example. like Speed Racer but, but, or Astro Boy, which were some of like the mm-hmm. early successful yeah. pioneers uh, from Japan. Gundam. Gundam. Well, Gundam, Gundam was a little bit later, but yeah, they were they were ways of like expressing these stories beyond just written word. Um, like you couldn't really go out and film yeah, yeah. a Gundam movie. You couldn't really film like you look at I'm like saying, the yeah. early. Uh, 1940s and 50s Superman TV series like they oh yeah well they tried so hard and it still looks so janky and like you that's all people focus on is like how bad it looked um when it was really trying to tell a story about how this kid who you know is in the hospital like wants to get his mom a birthday card but he can't because he's sick so Superman goes and helps him you know it's like stories like that get lost but because of animation and because of it's basically what you can put to the paper in a different medium, like there is a whole new market of stories that would be, you know, could be told. Not just like from Japan, not just from, you know, any other, like yeah. every country like started hopping on it. Like the very first, like, I think the very first animated film that I saw that I think like really stuck out to me that wasn't a Disney movie was um the original The Hobbit film. From the seventies. Oh, yeah, I didn't that was an that was an it was an, an animation movie? movie over here. Yes, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I still haven't seen it, which is not a good thing because I know it's really it's, bad. Um, I, I will just say that it's yeah. iconic. Yeah, and I know it's really bad, but in a funny way. At least that's what I've heard. Um, it's bad in like mm-hmm. a, a comical way. Like, wow, this is really bad, but it's also really wacky and crazy, and I like it because of that. It's that's a better Hobbit movie it. than the Hobbit um, movies we were just given. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> oh man, I actually it, liked those a bit. Oh. I mean, I'm not. I didn't read the books, so I can't. You can't. <laughs> you did, you didn't say books. It's just one book. Me. It's a child's story. Well, I, mean, I meant the first time. You can read it in like yeah. an afternoon. Um, for all uh-huh. Lord of the Rings is what I'm saying. But yeah, um, the reason why the three movies is that they added a bunch of extra stuff that was like shorts. Like they took other like materials from other token works and they put them in the movie. That's so. If you watch the special features, Um, if you watch the special features, there's a segment that I I lost it because we were watching it in one of my classes, where Peter Jackson just looks like deranged and like suicidal sitting on the set. He's like, (laughs) some days when people would go for lunch, I would just sit there with my script and my notes, and I would try to put something to paper that we would film, you know, in the next hour. He's basically like bullshitting a lot of this. And I was like, oh man, you can tell. Oh like, man. I, I remember watching the first movie and oh, I'm like, no. there's a scene where they go down the river. I, I like turned to my friend. I'm like, I bet you a thousand dollars it's going to look like a goddamn Disney ride and they're going to have GoPro footage. And that's exactly what it was. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was joking. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> Your multi-million dollar movie. Let's go to GoPro <laughs> footage for like, oh my god! I don't want to talk about the Hobbit. Let's move on. <laughs> That's bullshit. Um, I, you bring talking about anime movies. I think one of the anime movies that I remember from my youth that um, uh, I don't know if I mean it's that technically still exists. It's called. It's now currently called Disney DX. But when I was a kid, it was called Toon Disney. Um, and on Toon Disney, they used to play um. Kiki's delivery service. Oh, okay. On Weird. Disney. So all the fucking time, dude. Like they would play it like at least once a month mm-hmm. on this on the show. At least once a month on that channel specifically. So I watched Kiki's Delivery Service so many times, not knowing it was anime. It was just like, this is a fun movie. I like this movie. 
Like I, I mean, I haven't seen it in like probably ten years mm-hmm. because I saw it so much as a child. But I remember, I remember really liking that movie. And I was like, I remember that was actually like one of the first anime movies I saw, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then actually brings me to like one of the next topics, actually, where um, what do you think the best anime movie is gonna be? Like, it, there's there's so many like classic ones, like you know, Ghost in the Shell or Kira. Um, but I mean, they're so iconic and beautiful. Um, they're like essential for anime watchers. You know, if you're gonna be an anime fan, you have to watch those shows. It's kind of like you can't not watch Cowboy Bebop or mm-hmm. something. Um, I would it's kind of integral to the to like to being an anime fan. Yeah. It's so important. I um th- this this may go a little bit against the grain, but I feel that um not necessarily like gonna maybe put a finger on the best one, but I can definitely point to one that I think is favorite. My favorite, but I I, I want to mm-hmm. touch on mm-hmm. one that I feel like is very influential in developing your taste for anime and i i unfortunately mm-hmm. saw it at a really young age which kind of in turn maybe messed me up a little bit <laughs> but it's a movie called heavy metal right. have you ever heard oh, of that yeah. yeah i've i've seen that i've seen that um it's hilarious um the fact of like you're not supposed to watch it as a kid because it's such a very like you said a very adult movie um, there's tits in like every it's, it's crazy, multiple stories dude. and there's tits in it's every crazy. one of those stories and i i had never seen that before oh, and so i was just like Hell yeah! Hell yes! Hell, Hell yeah! Yes. Was that more Western? Was that it? Was a Western no. film, right? Oh yeah, Western. Yeah, yeah. made film. Yeah. Um, definitely. But it had like a lot of influences of from all over the world because the uh, the source material was an adult uh, fantasy magazine that was all illustrated. Okay. Um, but it came from all over sources uh, from pretty much everywhere, and mm. so the movie really kind of paid respect to that and do did like different things here and there and like wanted to uh kind of serve different regards like they weren't super abstract styles like if you think of like the animatrix or the batman uh film series that they had where there's just a bunch of animated shorts together which is those like as bad as they were it was still a really cool like little foray into what's possible um so i guess yeah i guess i was gonna go and say too like even though i mentioned like ghost in the shell or kira and I know that they're essential. I don't think I'd ever say that they were my favorite anime movie. It's like ones that you need to get under your they're belt. They're important you need to... and they are good in yeah. their own right, but they never really like resonated with me per se as like maybe a Studio Gimby film or something like that. What did you just say? Studio Gimby, right? Is that right? Did I say it right? Ghibli. Ghibli? Ghibli. Ghibli, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, Sorry. I'm not going to lie. I've heard a million people call Ghibli, so get Gimby, so. Uh, you don't don't yeah, don't, it's, it's, don't blame me, uh, please. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I've heard a million it people me say off that. Guard. I'm sorry. You're on Google Play now, and I'm just totally. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, it's, sorry, it's sorry, cool, man. Um, but yeah, so like uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, that was one of those. Um, mm-hmm, How's Moving mm-hmm. Castle was a big one for me as a kid. I really love that movie. And the cool thing about that too is like the English version. Fucking Christian Bale is Hal. I always thought that was dope yeah. as shit. I was like Christian Bale, man. So dope. I've um, I've never watched a Ghibli film with the English dub, other than maybe like twenty minutes of Ponyo, because I was dating a girl mm. that was obsessed with that movie, and the little girl that does Ponyo in that was really cute and funny. I think that was Miley Cyrus's uh, little sister. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I remember the boy in that movie was the was the Jonas little brother. Oh, I don't know why I know that, but I I know it. <laughs> 
Um, you could like <laughs> store any other fact in yeah, your right? head. Yet you have that. Right? That's, I've never seen. Po- I've never seen that movie. So that's like all I know about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the, the funny thing is why I bring those up is because those aired on like let's say Cartoon Network or whatever. Like those specific those specific movies I mentioned. Um, as well as, as well as like Princess Mononoke, which I actually just bought that today on Blu-ray. Um, and rewatched it, and it's still great. Um, the English versions of the English dubs of those movies are actually legit good. Like they're not bad. Um, Ghibli's are. Can, yeah, uh, yeah, I do Ghibli's. have a story. Yeah, I um, specifically. So I watched I watched the Ghost in the Shell movie, which I had never seen until this year. Oh really? Um, I just had never had any interest in watching it's, it. It doesn't have a good ending. I don't even remember what happens in the end of that movie. Pretty much everybody dies. Yeah, it just kind of like ends. Wait, I don't like, actually. I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> don't what happens. Me on this. I don't remember what happens in um, the movie. But like the movie had just come out, and so my girlfriend at the time and I decided we were going to watch it. But um, we were also like busy, like working on other things, so we put mm-hmm. the English dub on, and um, the the film f- sounded very hollow. So a lot of times, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. what's really nice with workflows of movies today is a lot of your vocal track will get bounced down to one track. And you can mute it. You can send it off to somebody and they can mute it. And they will still have the score, the sound effects, anything Mm -hmm. else that gets put into the film. But these old ones, they were all integrated into one track. So if you wanted to get rid of the Japanese dialogue, you basically got rid of everything. Sure, you could bring back the score because those are going to be separate. But all the sound effects and work, you know, you'd have to hire somebody to do it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And this... I don't know if it was just maybe the... I had it on Blu-ray. I don't know if it was just maybe this company or like someone, but they fucking sucked with the sound effects. Like the whole movie was so hollow and like only like things that were directly interacted with made a noise. Mm -hmm. And we switched it to the Japanese and like the Japanese has like ambient noise and there's like background hums when they're like in generators. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? I can't specifically (laughs) even say I've seen that movie in Japanese. I feel like I have. Yeah, but I I know for sure. And now that I think about it, that you brought it up, yeah, that's totally true. I've never, I've never actually. I need to go back and just watch Japanese versions of all these movies. <laughs> Honestly, it's, that's what I'm learning at this point. <laughs> it's really cool. Like v- VLC has a way that you can actually um sit oh, there, and yeah. if you have the movie, you can watch yeah. uh, both tracks in both ears. I've messed with and that, you can yeah. really, yeah, it's super it's cool. Um, not that I really sit there and do that, but like. Going back to Dragon Ball Z, I downloaded the Japanese Dragon Boxes before they were available over here because I really wanted to kind of... Well, no, I wanted the original like picture aspect ratio because I bought all of the DVD sets that, that are the cropped... Life. I get you. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I... I... <laughs> I bought the I bought the the orange boxes. Okay. I bought all nine seasons. I bought all five seasons of Dragon Ball, which Dragon Ball for whatever reason was in full screen, okay. but Dragon Ball Z was cut and aspect changed and like color graded to hell. And I was like, I can watch this and it looks good on my TV, but I want to see the original image. I totally get your your reasoning. It's like yeah. I've already bought all this. Like I don't need to buy it again. Um, I totally get that. Yeah. So you would say a Ghibli film is your favorite, though? Oh uh, yeah. Like, could you? I would say put a finger um, on which one. That's that's the thing. Like I I haven't seen all of them recently to say that um to say that like I love one or the other. I do want to point out a couple other ones. Like Spirit Away is one of them. I don't know if I really love that, but it was definitely one of the earlier anime movies I remember seeing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beginning freaked me out because like her parents turned into like these fucking pigs and shit. 
<laughs> like yep. I remember watching that and I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it blew my mind. I don't know why, but it's just so weird. And then this is other movie I remember watching. I still haven't seen it in forever, but I remember seeing it um, at an anime convention. Actually, it's called Steam Boy. I don't know if you've seen Steam Boy before. Yeah, I've I've seen it. I yeah. really liked that one. As a, um, I, that's the problem is like I usually at this point now I watch mostly shows. I haven't seen a lot of anime movies. I think the last anime movie I watched was like Redline. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, which was not okay. bad. I wouldn't say I liked the animation, but it was very unique and different. Um, mm-hmm. it was cool, but yeah, I guess. I guess I can only really settle on a, a Studio Ghibli movie. Um, and I'm kind of stuck between Howl's Moving Castle and Princess Mononoke at this point. Um, I'm thinking maybe Princess Mononoke just because uh, I like the fact that they just kind of get to the point of the story and they don't spend a lot of time like mm-hmm. fucking around in the beginning. There's like, this guy has to go this place and, it, like, and they just get into it. Um, and there's a lot of movies where they kind of dilly dally in the beginning to get you to know the characters a bit, which is not a bad thing, but I really like the fact that like they were out to tell a story and they told it, you know, but some, some of the, and this, this is definitely going to go again against the grain. This is going to be an unpopular mm-hmm. opinion, but I'm not a big fan of Ghibli films, but like, it, yeah, it's kind of like the same you. reasoning you said is that like they dilly dally, they, uh, they have too many branch off points and they don't focus enough. Like that, that was my biggest problem with spirited away. Like the first yeah. couple times I saw it was, yeah. I was just like, I have no understanding of what's happening. That's why I didn't pick it for myself. Cause like, like, like I just said, that's like the biggest reason why I picked Princess, Princess Monoke is because but, it's like the one um, film that they don't really do that in. Yeah. 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 Uh, with, with Ghibli though. His last two things that he has done have absolutely blown me out of the water. I'm talking about Nino Kuni, the video game for PlayStation 3. <laughs> I haven't played it, so no. It, it's amazing. You're playing okay. his animated movie. You're playing mm. like his animations. It's like Pokemon and Monster Rancher and Digimon okay. all kind of rolled up into one. But it has cutscenes that are animated by the studio. That's awesome. It's kind of like, uh, oh, I guess I just uh, kind of lost my place. Um What's that? So Charlotte? What's that called? Uh, Charlotte's no, Web. No, no, it's an anime. <laughs> it's an anime like based game for the PS3. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kath- Catherine, Catherine, Catherine liked yep. that too. Actually, yeah. But um, and then so that game was really fun to play, and like I played like that was like one of, the, I would say in the last five years, ten years maybe. Like it's one of a handful of games that I played through the entire thing, and I wanted to <laughs> see and like find everything I could. <laughs> um. But then his last movie, and I say that with quotes because that's always changing, uh, The Wind Rises I've heard was the f- yeah. first Ghibli film that actually really resonated with me because I had um, stories. I'm part Japanese, so I had stories of... You've never told me that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I, um, I, I had I family <laughs> I had family that was over there during World War II, so I have heard stories from my dad's side about um, not necessarily the first-handing experiencing like the bomb drops or anything but like experiencing the moment that the nation changed that Mm -hmm. japan always viewed itself as this leading superiority over itself because like they stopped the invasion of the mongolians you know like they were like the absolute most motherfucking badass and they continued that way in world war ii they're like yeah we're gonna bring these badass soldiers and like kill america and like everybody else and then america's retaliation even after they like gave up and they said okay it doesn't really matter we're just gonna go back to our own things and they dropped the bomb on them and like everything kind of had to change 
you know, in a short span. Mm -hmm. So I heard a lot of stories about that. And that's kind of what the movie focuses on is the nation's, it's about a boy who gets into aviation. Mm. And so he designs these fighter jets that are going to help them win the war. Mm. Um, And then it kind of just turns into him trying to better the world through his creations. And it's, it's, it's a super powerful, really simple film. And I think that was my problem with all Ghibli films is they're too, they're, they're, I love extravagant films, don't get me wrong, mm. but they're so extravagant that I get like oversaturated with it, mm-hmm. that I just don't care after a certain time. I totally and I felt that. that way about every single one. Like I dated a girl who showed me Princess Mononoke, and I was like, I want nothing more than to do anything else like halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I am so done watching this. I can't follow. I don't care. Maybe I just have like a really weird attention span, but I also watch like really old black and white films that are very concise and have very like hidden meaning and anime can't really do that. Yeah. No, I totally get that. That's, that's where I was kind of struggling finding my favorite anime movie because I don't think Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, like there's there's like movies that I'd say were iconic to like me specifically, but when it comes down to it, I don't think there's really a movie that has profoundly affected me in like in the way that you said that one had specifically felt to you. I have one that will. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I should watch that one specifically, but is this no, no. One? Oh, yes, you should definitely. Um, but the other one I have on my list that I brought in to talk about um, is Kimi no Noa, which means your name. Yeah, have you heard I, of this one? Yes, it's funny because I was about to talk about that. I have not seen it. Um, I know it's highly praised, but just from the outside, not watching it, it it um, it kind of just seems like every other rom com anime story. Not um, at all. I've not, seen it nine it not, times. It's not, oh my god! Is it really that I have, good? When I went, I went out to California a couple months ago for a convention, um, Japanese convention for yeah. Tokusatsu, um, and we went to Little Tokyo. Like three out of the four days that we were there, like we were in Little Tokyo, just like Sweet. cramming our face full of like snacks because it was cheap. But we went to a bookstore, and it's a Jap, it's half Japanese, half English bookstore. And they had these art books for your name. And like the thing that the thing that really got me to watch it was I'm not usually one to get swayed by like people saying, hey, this is really good. Go watch it. Usually that yeah. pushes me in the opposite direction. But I was like looking at the art of it. And it was, it's so good. Like yeah. my favorite art style that I've ever seen in my entire life comes from the Digimon first movie. Um, this very like really? basic, archaic, like chaotic style like i don't know i just i I just really like knowing like there's so many animations that try to make things look real is that the one where they don't have any black lines around the characters yes okay i love that for whatever reason because it looked so real to me as a kid i remember seeing that and thinking it was really cool looking yeah so kimi no noa uh basically is that on steroids (laughs) the 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 highest like recommendation i can give for it Mm -hmm. is that i was so starved to watch it after a while that mm-hmm. I eventually downloaded a a legal screener copy that was cropped and it didn't and it wasn't high quality mm. and I'm all about like blu-ray quality like I will go out yeah. and buy a movie just to watch it in better quality with sound and everything but I sat there and watched this really? in terrible quality and still loved it and cried I'm, I'm assuming it's finally, on sale already right like you can buy it on yes. Blu-ray. Okay, I'm just yep, probably you just can gonna, buy it worldwide now. It would, yep. it, I um, mean, it wouldn't be hard to say that I should just buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> just buy it. Anyways. It's twenty. It's twenty bucks worth spent. It's probably it's, worth it. Okay. 
it is one of the best stories that like I have ever seen. And it just does it like when I try to explain it, it's like it's not a story that's universal to animation. Mm -hmm. It's not a story that's universal to Japan. That's important. Yeah. It's a story that's universal to the human spirit and this sort of longing and trying to like figure out what life is. And when you finally find it, having it just immediately rewritten and taken away from you. And how do you go from there? How do you cope with that? How do you continue? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful and moving story. That makes me really want to watch it. That's, that's a, you really sold it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which comes down to your podcast, which is like why I like it because you're good at, you're good at selling something, man. You like your elevator I, pitches are just on point for me. I can sell an old lady her own teeth. I swear to God, <laughs> I would pay money to see that shit. I will. Oh I'm not lying. Gosh. I would pay money to see you do that. Um, but yeah. So your name is so. I mean, I get. Would you say your name is also a contender for like your favorite anime movie, if not even considering coming down to even the best anime movie? One of the best. Honestly, ever made. like, I I would say the 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 wind rises. Um, I mm -hmm. I got I had I think it was really a lot had to do with how I saw it too. I got to see a special screening of it uh three months before it came out. Oh yeah. Huh? I got like a poster and all this swag and merch for it, and they presented it in the original Japanese language. Oh man. So, I and I've seen Ghibli films in theaters before because uh we live in we live in Minnesota and there's a theater that does a lot of midnight showings and like they have Spirited Away every now and then they have Howl's Moving that's, Castle. That's like uh that's like the Uptown, right? Yeah, Lagoon. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they they present it in its original format, so you can actually go see it in theaters. And I've seen a handful of these in theaters, and I'm still kind of like, eh, whatever. But like, I saw The Wind Rises, like this is fucking cool. I really like this I'm story. I'm expecting but... to see those movies and then be like, well, shit, maybe I have to redo this segment on the podcast yeah like honestly <laughs> with um, if you've highly recommended them um because that's like i said that's what it was i was oh, missing like was something really that bad. deeply impacted me um from the from and specifically an anime movie um so that's um i might have to go back and talk about this later on <laughs> mm -hmm. possibly um well that's funny because you you're saying uh, about your name, that it's a universal thing. That brings me to another thing I wanted to talk about. Was it's so universal yeah. that J.J. Abrams has already bought the rights to make? I heard about a, the live action adaptation one, yeah. of it. You yeah. heard about that? I heard about that. I um, I mean, it's J.J. <laughs> Abrams, so we'll see if it works out. Um, he, he's pretty, con he's decently consistent. So the best be thing bad. I saw on Twitter, like, do you do you know the story about your name? I know. I uh, I wanted to keep myself kind of clean slate okay, on okay. when I watch it. So there. maybe for the viewers as well. When they uh when they announced Listeners. that JJ Abrams was gonna was gonna do this, there was one of my favorite Japanese artists. He sketched um like a uh, like a manga spread of what it would be like if it happened in America. Oh yeah. And it's so fucking racist and it's so fucking funny <laughs> that it's like that's exactly what's gonna happen. But like he made it like he pointed out how stupid it was and like how racist it was going to look if they did it this way. And I'm like thinking about it, and I'm like Oh my god, it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be pretty no. bad. Oh man, you might yeah. have to send me that link. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. He like he's adding to it like one a week. Can, like okay. it just like he won't stop. Now, if we're talking about American adaptations, since we're going there, um, do you think we should dip into the uh, the Netflix Death Note? Um, because I have I would... a fuck ton of shit to say about how fucking horrible that movie was. So I don't know if you I, want to I, dip in there or not. 
I, I would I would say it's only horrible in the regards that none of the characters that you were expecting to play the characters were in the movie. That's, That's the exactly. only bad yeah. part. Yeah, my everything thing, else was great. My biggest thing was sound that, design, like, yeah, lo- filming and everything. My, yeah. my biggest thing about it was like, I mean, clearly they changed so much about the plot um, in that movie, and they did, and a lot of the stuff the characters did was very, like, was out of was against yeah, character. Was against char- yeah, against their character completely. So there's a, that, that's like the main flaw in it. But I think even the biggest part was that they didn't make Light likable. I really didn't like the guy. I didn't like the guy who played Light. I didn't like the character Light in that movie. He was such You a, mean the Naked Brother Band yeah, guy? Yeah, the Naked Brothers Band kid. <laughs> Nate Wolf. I actually remember his name because I watched that show oh, as a kid. Oh, man. For, for a bit. Uh, yeah, he was... The thing that annoyed me the most, the first time I saw it, I was like, why is Light a crack addict? What is going on here? Yeah. Well, he looks he like that he looks like the people who are really he already he, looks like a school shooter. Well, that's yeah, the problem that's is true. that light's supposed to be a secret school shooter. The way shooter. that I looked at it was like <laughs> he looks like the people who like Death Note. Yes. Right? Like when I good. was growing up in high school, all the kids who like Death Note were super emo and super sad and they were super depressed. I mean, I loved Death Note in high school and I was kind of like that too, but I wasn't so uber like um dark in a way, but he literally seems like all the fans the stereotypical Death Note fan that I knew in high school as like the main character. And that like, that kind of pissed me off because that's like not even close to what Light's supposed to be. Light's supposed to be like this clean cut, like if it's going to be American, clean cut American, like it could have gone with like blue, like blue, blue eyed, blonde haired kid, like to make it really work. Um, just, they just really missed a mark, I think, on the characters in that story. Uh, and, I and honestly feel like fucking, I could have played a better light. Some, yeah, you, I, I can believe it. I can believe that. I would. I used to have I like that, like it. really nice flow, like super <laughs> clean hair? flow. The hair, yeah, or I, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the killing flow. That's you what know? I thought. Okay, yeah. Like you eat a chip, and then you, uh, you write <laughs> someone's name, and then your arm goes out across their across across your room. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the thing. I think. Besides everything else, too, and the characters, the plot was so fucking backwards, back, backwards ass, like just crazy weird. Like the thing you have to pull off if you're going to do anything, even if the plot was just very loosely based, which it was on, on Death Note, if you had mm-hmm. nailed the, if they had nailed the characters completely, like perfectly, um, I think like it would have gotten at least half the amount of hate it got. Just the fact See, that like none of the characters are the way that we thought they would be. The the problem with the movie is that there was already a better one that came out the year before in Japan. So in Japan they released um They didn't is that I thought it was a TV show. Was it actually a movie? Well, okay, so there was originally um with I can't remember his name. He plays Shuya Nanahara the Battle in Battle Royale. Royale. Kid, yeah. So I, I remember exactly, watching that. Yeah. He's exactly ten years older than me. He and Donnie California birthday. was the theme song to that movie. Yeah, so they did they did Death Note into two movies and they awesome. gave the second one a twist ending, mm-hmm. which I actually really like that ending. Yeah, I agree too. And then they did a spin-off movie with L Change uh, the World. L. I actually saw that yes. in theaters. It's like the one that's like the one movie I've <laughs> it's seen. It's horrible. It's pretty bad. There's my favorite scene in that movie. I don't know if you remember it. Um when they're, they're in the lab and that guy's um because yeah. it's like a it's like a virus to that guy that the scientist has been infected with it in a lab. And it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like a horror moment where he's like up on the glass and he he dies and he slides down the glass and then it's like a couple seconds he goes back up, he's like, ah, and he falls back <laughs> down the glass. Left so goddamn hard. It was awesome. <laughs> well, okay, so they did they did that that mm-hmm. that trilogy, and I say yeah. that with quotes because that other one is just kind of attack on cash yeah. grab. It wasn't too um, bad. The first two were decent, I would agree. 
2015, they released a TV series, a very short-lived one-season TV series, which in a lot of ways was the Netflix movie. Okay. They they had none of the they had all the characters, but they had none of the characteristics of the characters. Like Light is a slacker who likes to go to oh, man. music concerts oh, man. and watch his idol Misa perform. Oh, so what? like it, oh. just in that one sentence, oh. you're probably like, this is fucking dumb. Fuck this, dude. <laughs> but I, I liked what they did with it because mm-hmm. as angry as I was for the first episode of like, this isn't light, uh-huh. it made it, it, it gave him a purpose to become more like light. He goes from being the lowest in his grade to becoming smarter because he has oh. to adapt to oh, survive. Okay, and I was okay. like, I kind of like that That's more. not too bad. It's not like an underdog story almost, in a way. So, yes. And it, it wasn't very well received over there. But they released um, a third movie or a fourth movie to um, that original trilogy that takes place 10 years after the events. And it's called, Cha- or not Change the World, it's called Light, Light the New World or something like that. Okay, And it is amazing it's cinematic it has the original story but it doesn't have to be persistent to it because it takes place after the manga after the anime after whatever Mm -hmm. um but it starts off with a guy in russia finding a death note and he's a doctor and his patient is very old and in pain and so he writes this patient's name in the book and his patient dies and he's just like yeah but like it, the movie starts off and he's like speaking Russian and it's like, oh my God, this is way fucking cool already. And then he turns around and he comes face to face with a Shinigami. And then it goes to like the credits oh, and the credits show like the heavens above where all the, the Shinigami are mm-hmm. and a bunch of these things falling out of it to earth. And it like flies in on it and you realize that it's a bunch of death notes. Oh fuck, what? And it goes yes, and it goes what? to this squad. It oh, goes shit. to this squad that's called the Death Note Task Force who are reporting to a string of murders and deaths that are happening on the street. And they find out that it's this girl who's like just she's got the shinigami eyes and she's just walking around just like dead, dead. Eh, you're dead too. Dead, dead. So there's just hundreds of people like flying down. Like she gets in the middle of like uh, basically like Tokyo Times Square. I forget what it's actually called. It's like the crossing where they have like four different, five different directions. Um, And there's like, uh, you know know what I'm talking about. I I know exactly what you're talking about. There's like people dying all around here. There's like cars crashing and it's like, like, uh, it's near Aikahara. Yeah, Aikahara. No, no, Aikahara is the the forest. Um, It's near uh, Akihabara. Akihabara is what I meant to say. <laughs> yes. Aikahara is the I'm, suicide forest, bad, my friend. Man. Oh, well, at least I wasn't too far off. <laughs> no, no, it no. It exists. Um, that's all I'm saying. They basically yeah. stop her and they, they touch the book. And mm. there's a new L, by the way, who's oh like God. been born by his DNA. Holy shit. Wait, um, wait, what? And they talk. Yeah, they like injected his DNA and like it made him smarter because he went through puberty. It's, oh, it's kind of a cool way. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, um, they talk to the Shinigami and he says that there's a rule that nobody knows, but there can only at one time be six death notes on the planet mm. that aren't claimed by a Shinigami. If there are any more, if there's a seventh one, the other it won't work because the other six are here. So they mm. realize the only time that they're ever going to get to stop this death note killings is if they find every last book oh my and it's God. an all-out war and oh it's amazing God. what is this called exactly again it's called death note light the new world 
Oh my god. It's really I, well done. Again, with the elevator pitches, man. You're killing me. <laughs> so good. I'm totally going to see that now. As I'm writing down mm-hmm. on my list right now. I'm going to put that in my notebooks for later. Um, I do want to say, though, that um, uh, when we were talking about your name and that it's like a universal story, that's another, that's another thing we could talk about is what shows should people watch if they're not fans of anime? Um, I... I would say if you're new to animation and you want to get into it, you kind of want to have a good taste of it. If you like action, Dragon Ball Z is a pretty of easy course, choice, yes. but there's such a well, excuse me, there's such a stigma against it because it's like such a dude bro yeah, series and true, it's very true. rooted in the 90s, so like <laughs> yes. it's kind of already old. I would actually say One Piece. Really? For new fans, really, yes. I actually uh, one, haven't seen One Piece since it uh, stopped airing on Cartoon Network or Toonami, I guess. Back, it back is in like 2006 or eight or something like that. Um, it's it's pretty. It's like a perfectly structured series that introduces things at a really good pace for it being filler as well, which is like mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I hate mm-hmm. about animation mm-hmm. is like. Yeah. They they have manga, which is like a weekly comic series, like a weekly comic chapter usually that comes out. And then to fill the episode is usually one of those chapters, but they, you know, they get caught up to the manga, so they have to add in new stuff and filler, or they just stretch things out. That's why Dragon Ball Z <laughs> has like twenty episodes where someone's yelling. That that also um, happened in I've I have seen the entirety of Naruto Shippuden, or just mm-hmm. I have not seen the entire Naruto because once you get to like episode one hundred in original Naruto, there's nothing mm-hmm. that matters after that. But in Naruto Shippuden, like that series went so goddamn long. And there was like literally entire seasons of filler in that show. Regardless of the yeah. filler, that show's great. I, at least I think I really like the show. But that's like half the reason like why I know a lot of people didn't want to get into specific animes like Naruto Shippuden because yes. there's so much goddamn filler to the point where it's like this is literally a waste of my time. Well, see, the best thing about One Piece is like um, when I first started watching it, which I stopped watching it just because I actually prefer reading manga uh, if I'm going to like actually take mm-hmm. in the story. But um, One Piece, like the fillers, there's maybe like one or two episodes here and there. But like That's good. the best, the thing I love the most about it is the way that it introduces and tells aspects of this universe. It does it at mm-hmm. a very slow and steady pace so that not to overload the audience or the reader with a bunch of terms that they're going to come back to later. Like Dragon Ball did that a lot. Dragon Ball threw a lot at you. Naruto <laughs> throws a lot at you. Bleach throws like the most at you and you have uh, no Bleach, way of like watching I, it. I, I, okay, I'm not going to go too far in Bleach, but Bleach is literally yeah. a waste of time. It's like not yeah. even worth watching. Just throwing um, that but, out there. <laughs> but One Piece, you know, it's a really good classic story about mm-hmm. a kid with aspirations and following those dreams and the people along the way that he can help get to their dreams, which in theory should help him reach his easier. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's a really yeah. nice like metaphor for help those. Um, even if it doesn't help you because it, in, in a way it always will. Mm-hmm. That's and a really that's, cool message actually. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Anime has all these really fun messages, but if you want to get into something really funny and really weird and crazy, I'm going to throw out a series that no one's probably heard of before. Yeah, sure. It's called Mitsu Mitsudomoe. It's it's a little um so animation, anime. There's 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 definitely three different tiers 
there's your action beat em up bro <laughs> yeah, animes. Yeah. I'm talking about like Dragon Ball, Yu Yu Hakusho. You have your very story epic centric ones, like um, kind of drama pieces, like Orange, which was recently came out. Which is I can very agree good. on that too. That was that was actually one of the shows I would I was going to recommend for non fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, there's a bunch of drama ones, and yeah. then there's obviously like I would say the anime equivalent of cash grabs by having <laughs> sexy. We can get into that because that's a, that's weird. part of the that's one of the talking points I was gonna get into at some yeah. point. We can get to so that this later. third this third tier uh-huh. is like make it as sexy as you can. Oh man, and I which is very awkward to watch. Like if you talk mean. about um what was the the beach or the butt fighting Keijo. I was that was on my list to talk about. That show is yeah. so the thing about that show though, there's a couple shows where they do that and it's just like this is so fucking stupid. I don't even this is a waste of my time. That show specifically mm-hmm. is so fucking funny. I couldn't stop la- I couldn't stop watching that show because it was hilarious. It was so ridiculous and it was literally like watching it you're like, "Yes, this is the whole mm-hmm. point of it is to be like tits and ass, tits and ass. They're everywhere." Um, yeah, it definitely steers into it, that uh, so, stereotype. I would honestly recommend watching that if if you like anime because it's it's so fucking funny. I laugh so hard watching that show because they take everything so it, they kind of act like like they have like they have like techniques. It, they kind of mm-hmm. act like it's kind of like Naruto with the jutsus. They're like, "This is my jutsu," and they and they explain it and stuff like that. They 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 treat like all their techniques like that, and they take it super seriously. But all they're doing is just hitting each other with their butts and boobs. And it's awesome. Yep. It's so bad, but it's awesome. But you should check out Mitsudomoe, and anybody else <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, should check out Mitsudomoe. It's about these. It's about this guy who gets a job. He's a teacher, mm-hmm. so he gets a job at a new school, and he's in charge of this. Like I think they're in fourth grade. He gets in charge of this fourth grade class, and everybody's scared of this class because of these three sisters. They're problem makers, and one of them's like super, like high pompous, kind of an asshole, and she thinks everything should be handed to her. Yeah. You have one who's like. You're super like Goku esque, who's like super stupid, oh, like likes to eat, <laughs> uh, but super strong and like will fight anybody. And then you have like the really quiet one who like is super terrifying. But this show with those three young girls as the main characters, they get into a lot of sexual situations that don't involve them sexually. What's the show called? But, again? Like it's called Mitsudomoe. Okay. So like. Um, the really dumb one that likes to eat and fight. There's just a lot of shows like that, so I just wanted to be sure that wasn't the yeah, one yeah, I was yeah. thinking of. <laughs> well, like the, the one that likes to fight and eat a lot. Mm-hmm. Her name's Futaba. She loves Futa. breasts. Oh, Futaba, man. yeah. <laughs> she absolutely loves breasts. Like in the very first episode, um, the teacher he decides to get them a hamster for the uh, for the classroom, and they're all trying to decide the name for this hamster. And someone is like, when you pet its butt and you feel its tail, it kind of feels like a hard nipple. So they all start calling it nipple, which oh, is chikubi in Japanese. <laughs> and the best thing about this show fun. is like they all call the hamster nipples. That sounds fun. And then anytime that Futaba, I think for Christmas, gets like um a portion of a uh she gets just <laughs> the bust of like the breasts, but the the TV version censors it oh, with pictures of the hamster's face over the nipples <laughs> <laughs> that's why i like anime because sometimes they'll just have weird ass shit like that and it makes me laugh so goddamn hard like uh have you ever seen nichi joe no i uh i've heard of it it's, i've actually heard of it you've I've heard of that one yeah you've it's probably seen the gif where right? like the uh yeah where the pr- uh principal's like headbutting a deer 
I have. I have seen that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's from that show. There's a lot of shows like that. There's another show like that, which I don't remember. It's a, it's like a spinoff of, of, of Fate Stay Night, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it takes characters from that and like side characters, and they mm-hmm. make kind of like a Magic Girl series. Um, it's I don't know. How, I think I don't even know what it's called. It's 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 Fate slash something. It's but it's a bunch mm-hmm. of Magic Girls, and um, all of these girls are literally like. 10 years old and there's a point where they're all like they just go so hard and the yuri stuff which is lesbian things for people who don't know the term they go so hard Uh, on the yuri vibes that there's literally scenes where like they're making out and i'm like is this like i was watching because i was bored one day and i was like what the fuck is this shit what the they're like there's like one scene when they're in like a uh like a hot spring and they start like fondling each other and shit i'm like what the fuck like this is not cool. These people are twelve years old. This is not okay. Please stop. <laughs> hey, Japan's motto. Oh man, is if there's hair on the f- or if there's grass on the field, play ball. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. I almost said if there's hair on the field. <laughs> um. Oh man. Yeah. We can talk about some of that stuff later. Um. I do have a couple should... shows I wanted to say for non-fans. Um. Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to point out that uh, there's a couple shows I thought were pretty good. Uh, Erase, Erased. I don't know if you've seen Erased. That one yeah. was pretty good. They actually, they actually made a live action Japanese version um, for that recently. Yep. It's going to be on Netflix. Um, so I actually have high hopes for that. I don't know if it's going to be amazing, but it's me in Japan, so it should be decent. And yep. uh, so, I mean, I don't want to get too far into it, but pretty much a race is like about a guy. Um, he's He comes home. I don't want to get too far into the plot, but he comes home and his mom has been murdered by somebody. And then I don't know. He's Barry yeah, Allen, and, basically. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes, ends up going back in time somehow to like when he was. A he's kid. Barry Allen, basically. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty much. And then he has to figure out who murdered all these kids when he was because when, when he was a kid, he forgot that a bunch of these people, a bunch of these other classmates, were murdered um, when he was a kid. So he goes back in time and he tries to save all these kids who got murdered. Um, mm-hmm. It's really. I don't know. I don't especially like the ending, but I know a lot of people really love the show as a whole. Um, so I really yeah. wanted to recommend that. And then there's this other show, which I haven't heard anyone talk about, uh, but I thought it was great. It was called 91 Days. I don't know if, any, I don't know if you've seen that or not. It's root, Is that the it's, doctor no, one? No, it's, it's not. It's, oh, it's, I'm thinking of Real Life. My yeah, bad. Sorry. Uh, but 91 yeah. Days is fucking fantastic. It's about like, it's about the mafia pretty much. It's about, it, it takes place in like Italy, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's this, this one. So pretty much basic story is this kid, he, um, He's the son of a mob boss, okay? And um, the mob turns on his dad, and they kill his entire family except him because he ends up escaping. Oh, fuck. And so then yeah. he becomes an orphan for, like, the rest of his life, and his entire purpose in life is to kill all these fucking people who killed his dad. So then he grows up and becomes older, and then he joins the mafia that his dad, like, the people, he joins the same mafia that killed his father to infiltrate them. So it's kind of like that scene oh. in Kill Bill where it's yes. talking about Lucy Liu's character. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> Which was also animated. It's exactly <laughs> like that. It, but it's dope as fuck because he just goes through like this whole season. You you see him like slowly chip off all these people that um that he's he's had on his list to kill. And it's awesome. Like I highly recommend that show. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And I've heard no one talk about it. So I just kind of wanted to mention that. It's a good show because it doesn't, it's not inherently doesn't really have inherently any anime tropes specifically. Um, it doesn't even take place in Japan. Um, but the only, I mean, clearly the only thing that's Japanese about it is them speaking Japanese. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool show for people to start out with. But um, mm-hmm. let's see. We were talking about some of the, uh, oh, let me see. Um, 
We were talking about like we were talking about yeah, some of the uh, like the, like what the problems with anime like with some stuff that like for instance like the pedophile vibes they give out <laughs> like we were just talking about that um and it kind of it kind of degrades the whole point of anime when you have shit like that like because that's well, that's when people, it puts it behind a filament exactly. that people only see because it that's as when the mainstream like a mainstream like anime won't hit a mainstream audience um when there's shit like that, because it's still taboo in America specifically. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's even still taboo in Japan in a way. Um, Cause they're trying to, they're trying, they're trying to get rid of it slowly. The government's actually like taking away a lot of that stuff that's in the culture um, to get well, rid of it's, it. At least that's what I've heard. They, if, they basically have like neighborhoods that fetishize this stuff. Yeah. It's never truly going to go away. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, I know that they're making moves to try to get rid of it or try to lower it down. So I know that they're the, trying to censor it exactly, in a way and that's the thing is like there's a lot of stuff in in anime like that, um, where they the specifically like the that stuff specifically, or um, there's parts where there's um adults being portrayed as little girls. So like there's little girl characters, but they're technically like 30 years old, but they're real, but they look exactly like little kids, um, mm-hmm. and that kind of pisses me off because I'm like, why is everyone okay with this? <laughs> please, I, please stop. <laughs> I think the problem that comes with it is it's only been a recent problem within like, and I say recent within like the last 20 years. Agreed. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. Mm-hmm. Because of the way of, of media and distribution. And of course with the internet, like as an anime, it's just a drawing. It's just a bunch of drawings one after another. So if you're good at drawing, yeah, you can draw any one of these underage characters, you know, bent over a desk doing whatever. Oh, man. And that's that's the problem it's like with this clickbait is equivalent that, of anime. Yes, like you can you can easily distribute your own fantasies and your own versions. And the problem with that is there's no filter to that. There's mm-hmm. and it's like if if you can draw good, if you can draw well enough, like I remember drawing and like doing like Dragon Ball Z drawings with the books and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I could I make it too. look I could make it look close enough. So that's the problem is like if people who are good or can draw it better, they can really fetishize any aspect of the show that they want. So I, I feel like a lot of the shows know if they have any underage or like any female characters, it's going to happen to them. Yeah. So if they steer into it a little bit sooner, they maybe will stave off a little bit of that need, that public thirst for it because it's already here in the show, if that makes sense. No, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. There's uh there's actually I don't want to spend too much time on this. There's actually this is uh, this yeah. editorial that um this director from an anime company is Kyoto Animation. This guy's named Ishihara Tatsuya, he's the director of this company. And they're Tatsuya. So yeah, Tatsuya. Tatsuya. Uh Tatsuya Dono. And they uh he uh they're they're responsible for Kalnad and uh yep uh, and, and other shows like that, which I personally am not really a fan of Kalnak because it's very hokey. No. Um, but yeah. there's this whole editorial, and I don't want to read the whole thing, but he he t- basically talks about like like um it's actually one quote I can read right here. It actually works perfect for this. He goes, Anime hasn't declined, you idiots. He literally like calls the fans idiots. All of you just have lowered your stand like, your expectations and we learned how to exploit it. And he goes, Our next yep, pro- exactly. our next project's gonna be a big titted middle score saying fuck otakus for 23 minutes, and I guarantee you'll love and praise it. <laughs> and he's like and he's like I, like keep like keep it up you idiot weebs we'll be making bank off this shit it takes us no effort to make it so like they understand that like they're gonna make so much goddamn money off of this stuff 
just from like doing the you know all that stuff just all the cr- the bare minimum exactly doing the yep. bare minimum but adding all the perverted um stuff like that is just going to be enough to get to get money and that's all it's going to need that's all it's going to take and that's what there's so many shows like shows like you've said in the last you know 10 years or so or 15 years where they exploit that so much and this especially happened more more recently than than the last 10 years like the last like 3 or 4 years i've seen so many goddamn shows where they just exploit that to a T where it's just like mm-hmm. the formula is just being repeated with like slightly different character traits and slightly different names, but they're all basically the same characters. Mm-hmm. And and that's like that really it's cookie cutter. Exactly. And that's what really hurts, I guess, any genre in a way it hurts every genre where like the tropes become so clear and noticeable that it just kind of degrades the whole product as a whole. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's some really yeah. fucking hilarious shows that have that that come out of that trope. Um, speaking of harem, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Speaking of harem, okay. do you have a waifu? Oh, my waifu! <laughs> you want to go there now? Who's your waifu for waifu? Oh man, uh, this was this wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be, honestly, because there wasn't many that came to mind. Um, <laughs> our original, oh, you thought about this? Sorry, I, I thought about it. I thought about it a little <laughs> okay. bit. I just wanted to be prepared. Um, I was trying to spring it on you. All right. Uh, let's see. I, I thought it'd be funny to say Joseph Joestar just to be weird. Uh, but that's not true because that's a guy. And um, I just, on, I just wanted it. to have what? a JoJo's reference in the podcast. Well, we so, got one. So, <laughs> so there it was. Um, so my Wai Waifu is uh, from SAO. Uh, Sao. Uh, Sao. Sao. Sword Art Online, for those who don't know. Um, is it Asuna? It's Asuna. <laughs> uh, you basic that's still i don't know i mean I, that the first season of that show was really good um no it wasn't I liked, the first I liked episode the fe- was really good i liked the first season of that show and then everything after that season was complete trash um, i i like the first half of the season when i say that i mean i mean like the first 12 episodes that's right. half that's the first half yeah. and that's what i'm talking yeah, yeah. about that's the only good number part of the show. season two okay yeah season two is all about like the the fighting action war yeah, it's okay yeah then that that's what i mean then the first half of the first series okay cool is what I mean. okay before the the theme song changes and yeah. it like goes the to first bullshit. theme song only well more <laughs> the first theme song only my friend <laughs> yeah the, okay the, the problem with that show is the first episode is so fucking good exactly and it's like i'm gonna continue and then it's like the next episode it's like Oh yeah, this happens like weeks after that episode. And it's like, no, I want to, I want to follow this story episode after episode. Don't skip yeah, around totally, on me. They totally could have, because uh, um, they just want to tell their own stories. And it's like, no, figure out how to tell them linearly. Yeah, they they totally could have stretched Fucking that out longer. Yeah, it's uh, because so, that was oh the best gosh. part of this. That was the best part of that series. Was the first half of that first season. Um, yeah. What, what about you? Oh, fucking a waifu. I. This is where like the I, fandom I, gets kind of cringy. I would assume for listeners. Yeah, I can agree. Well, I mean, we're 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 sexualizing a character that we've never met or have any. You have a basic, you, you find some kind. You find what can. I mean, there's no like physical or even I, mental connection I'm, I'm not, with them, but you find something that you enjoy about them, their personality or whatever. But even then, yeah, yeah, but right. It is a sexual. There, there's, there's a, a characteristic about it for sure. There's a characteristic within this character that you strive to find in an actual yeah, person. Besides the sexuality part. <laughs> Of course. Well, hopefully. Um, I, I I hate to kind of go back to Dragon Ball Z, oh, but man. growing up, I was super into Bulma. I can I can see that. There's a couple scenes in that show where... Um, 
I well, I love Bulma pretty much throughout her entire run. Like I, I of course I love early Dragon Ball Bulma where she's like in the bunny suit, but like I love her like in her like typical like you know city clothes. I was just like, oh fuck yeah! And like when Bulma cut her hair short, like at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, I was like. Oh man, oh man, no. But then I was like kind of more into it by the time that they got to the Namek saga. And I'm like, yeah, she's still the same girl. I love this girl. <laughs> That's deep cuts. And That's funny because I I uh I can see I can totally see that. I can totally see that on my end too. So watching that, I was always just like, and it was it was kind of more of a sexual thing because I was like going through puberty and everything, and I was just <laughs> like, oh hell yeah. <laughs> And I was like super jealous of Yamcha and then eventually super jealous of Vegeta. But then like, I think the one character that I feel like I'm the most, or at least when I was growing up was Gohan. Yeah. And so when Gohan met Fidel, Videl like absolutely was like, that's exactly 100% what I want to ever find in somebody is someone who's going to be persistent enough to um, change how I see the world and how I interact with it and how I want to present myself and that's kind of what she does to Gohan is she sort of challenges him to be more than what his mom wants to be to be more than what his dad wants to be and it's because of that that they like find this really good unity and he ends up like unlocking you know things within her as well like she learns how to fly and I was just like I really like this relationship and it's not forced the Chi Chi and Goku is super forced but like now that I'm like more of an adult and I'm kind of like it's it's weird. Like, I don't know how how old some of your listeners are, but when you, when you reach a certain when you re- <laughs> when you reach a certain age, you're just you're just exhausted by the idea of dating. You're just exhausted by the idea of <laughs> trying again. Oh and man, it's it's this fact that like real talk here. I've never like Gigi, experienced yeah. like like just how easy Goku has, and like that's kind of what I want it to be now. Is like. I've been in so many relationships huh. where I've tried so hard to make it work. Like Krillin tries really hard to make it work with 18 <laughs> and he succeeds. He's like one of the only people in the universe that can do that. Uh, Yamcha and Bulma. Nope. But like <laughs> Bulma and Vegeta, like it's this kind of obstinance opposites attract thing. <laughs> now that I know that Dragon Ball Z has, ha- has pretty much the metaphor for every type of relationship out there. I have to, I have to rewatch it. Maybe I can uh, get on some pointers from it. Um, Akira Toriyama, who follows me on Instagram, by the way. No way. Um, fuck yeah. Uh, I told you about. I was fuck. adapting uh, Jocko, the Galactic Patrolman, into oh, a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have the rights to it. So that's you have cool. the rights to it. I have the rights to it. How? I, ha- I emailed. How? I emailed. <laughs> what? I emailed. I emailed Bird Studio, which is his guiding, uh, his Japanese um, office. Okay. Like that he basically does everything from. And I said, hey, I'm going to make this into a fan film. And they said, well, send us the script. So I sent them my working script at the time, which I had actually changed the ending. And they said that Toriyama cried when he read it. Oh, and I was man. like, oh, you got to send me and the so script, my dude. I, I I actually can't, but I can't. I, we, we, we can talk about it off. We can talk about it after this. That's fine. Um, but basically, oh, he they they like because i wasn't speaking directly with him but i was speaking with somebody that worked with bird studio and through him or maybe i don't but um they they basically said that i had his full 100 percent permission to make a film out of it so it's not it's not like i own the rights but it's like i have the permission to use jocko rights uh, you have the grace of the creator 
the, yes, the blessing, the blessing of the creator. The only thing that I really need, because like Toriyama will come to my side and be like, no, no, no. This was better. This, <laughs> it, that sounds legit. That's crazy. I don't think I remember you telling me that. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it, it was basically directly following the Flash incident, like a couple mm. years after that. And it was sort of another failure because it's really hard to cast in America a Japanese male who's under 5'5". Five, five. It's, it's literally impossible to well, cast someone a tiny over Mexican the age of 50. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, I, I wasn't talking about Jocko. I had Jocko casted because he's basically like an alien. Yeah, I'm talking about Omori, the main character. Okay. So the story's about uh, this old guy who's very bitter. He hates the world. He hates everybody in it who lives on this island. He's an old scientist. And this ship crashes in the ocean. And hmm. on it is this like strange alien man. And he's like, get the fuck off my island. And he's like, I can't. My ship's broken. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll fix it for you. <laughs> and so he's got to like deal with this weird little alien creature while he fixes his ship so that he can go back to being alone on his island. But then he ends up finding about the importance of his humanity through the eyes of an observer who's never experienced humans before. And it's super cool. And it's super fun. And it's that really whimsical. Fun. And you can read the, it's like only one manga book. It's one volume. And you can read it in like one afternoon. It's super quick. But like I changed the ending and I gave it like a really meaningful spin that really kind of puts Omori back into perspective of what it means to be human. (laughs) Yeah. It involves time travel as well. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, That's a shout out to his uh, first episode of uh, Son of a Pitch. pitch. Episode one. (laughs) Uh, Which I do highly recommend. Anyone listening to this should definitely check it out. Um, It's definitely going to be one of the podcasts that I'm going to be listening to along with the other, um, you know, groups of podcasts that I already listened to. Um, Thank you. Yeah. No, 100%. I really love the show. Um, Well, it's we we just want to have fun. Yeah, for real. That's all it is. That's what it comes down to is having fun. And I can tell that you guys really love talking about it. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, we just had a really good conversation. Um, I think that's a really good time to just end it off right here. I hope yeah. everyone enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think I think if you'd okay explaining kind of what the shows are about to keep people who out of the loop maybe in. I'm hoping there wasn't any problems with that. But um, feel free to, you know, send us an email. I actually just got an email account for this this podcast. Um, it's nice. at postteenmonkeys uh, at gmail.com. It's spelled the same way the podcast is spelled. Um, and like we said, we're also, we just got on Google Play and uh, we're all, we've are we been on iTunes for a while. So, um, you know, feel free to check out the podcast on those avenues. Um, and we'll be checking the uh, the email at any time. So if you got any fan questions or, or any suggestions, feel free to email them there because I will personally, I will look at them and read them. So um, thanks for listening. um, Thanks for hanging out guys. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Oh yeah. When I say like, uh, I'm going to be like, uh, maybe get squall and then you'd be like, and then you just say hi real quick. Um, then I'll ask you your question. podcast. Okay. And then we can just go from there. All right. <laughs> Can I do voices yeah. at all? <laughs> you start like that, everybody thinks you're German or something. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm from uh, Germany. <laughs>
It's very very cultured, just like home. Could you imagine? (laughs) People thought you were German. What if I did the whole (laughs) podcast in a voice? I'm I'm Kermit the Frog. I'm Kermit the Frog. You're spooky. That sounds nothing like anybody. Um, All right. Hey, I'm Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. I'm pretty I'm, bad. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I don't feel very good about this, uh, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let me uh, <laughs> let me get my. I, I just realized I laughed just like Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like my own version of that. I just realized that. All right. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let me do the intro here. <clears throat> Fucking nail it. I think I got this. Just like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> Holes in my hands. Holes in my hands. Okay. 